Alright, we now welcome on very special guest. It's uh, 2014 state champion head coach, and I think in my opinion the greatest high school football coach of all time. It's Coach Tom Boehner. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, me and Eli, we, and Brandon, we, we started this podcast a little more than a year ago. We started in like February of last year, and I wrote down a little list of like five or six people that I was like, these are the dream guests. And your name is on that list, so yeah. I, can, I can cross one of them off now. Well, I humbly say thank you, and uh, I'm honored. There we go. I appreciate that. <laughs> Must not be a great list. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, no, no offense it's, to it. the other <laughs> So, let's just start, like, what, what got you into coaching, how, and how did you end up at Bothell? Well, you know, my high school head coach, is he just passed away two weeks ago. Oh, I'm uh, sorry about that. Yeah, and... Uh, incredible story all itself he was born without legs from below the the, the knees never played oh wow. Uh, wow but loved football wanted to play uh, anyway he ended up going to the University of Washington on a baseball scholarship quit to join the marching band to be in the stadium <laughs> loved football wow. was never allowed to play but coached it ended up being my coach very inspirational person made football fun taught life lessons demanded from you raised your bar and made you meet the bar and uh, I've always appreciated that. And then near the end of my playing days at Western, he he talked me into helping out in the summer, and then I got hooked. I, I would drive down as I was, I changed majors, so I went from accounting to education, and I would drive down on the weekends to be in the booth uh, during the games on Friday nights. And so I loved it. From then on, I said, okay, definitely going to go this path and, and coach and, and do that. So um, I coached at Evergreen where I student taught. I um, I then went and, and moved to Bothell, and I called the two high schools uh, in the Yellow Pages. It's an old book <laughs> wow, where you yeah. used to find phone numbers. I okay, don't know if you guys know that. And uh, <clears throat> I knew I lived between Inglemore and Bothell. I called them both. Um, Inglemore guy called me back. Really? And I coached with Frank Nash in 92 and 93. And then I got my first teaching full-time position at Mount Si. Okay. I, took, I, I coached there 94, 95, 96. And then I applied for a couple of head coaching jobs, got one at Shorewood High School, and was there from 97, 98, 99. The Bothell job came open, and it was in my backyard, and I said, this is where I'd like to be. And I, I got the job, fortunately enough, in 2000, and here I am, uh, 21 years later, still in the same position. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. uh, the year we were all born. So. <laughs> if that makes you feel any younger. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so... One of the more fascinating things to me is like how you've built this. Like, I don't, do you call it a program, a culture? I don't know what what's the better word. Well, for I, football, football? I, I think it's a. I think we when when you become a head coach, it's your program, right? But I think what you're trying to do is build a culture within your program. And and I will say this: uh, I came at the to Bothell at the right time. Um, Bothell had some great things ready for it to be a really good program. It had a wonderful youth program that all fed Bothell. When I was at Shorewood, they had the five-star program, Richmond Beach, that fed five different schools. Oh, wow. So, so that's, that's a base right there. You've got a youth program that's called the Bothell Cougars, and they're going to go to your school, most of them. Um, it had a junior high system, which meant they played football there, and then they went right into high school. So you had the steps you needed. Um, they, they didn't do a lot before I got there. They, they didn't 
really pushed the off season. Uh, I remember my first year there, we averaged 26 kids in the weight room in the off season. Wow. And the coaches that I retained from the year before said uh, that was way up from the seven or eight that would come on a regular wow. basis. Wow. They never did spring ball. They never went to summer camp. So I know by implementing a spring practice and then going to summer camp, they, you know, those are the two things that build your culture. Yeah. I mean, you're going to learn a little football along the way. What the kids don't know is we're trying to teach you how to be a teammate, how to put the team in front of you, how to love one another, how to bond and build and become close. Because because it's easy to let yourself down. It really is. Uh, I'm not going to work out today. I just don't feel like it. But it's difficult to let you guys down because you're my buddies and you're going to lift. That means i got to lift. Right. And, and, and so that's what I'm trying to build, right? A culture where you do it for others, not for yourself, because you'll put more into it if it's for somebody else. So, you know, that's kind of how we started and where we wanted to go. And, and uh, you know, it all started with that thought process. And, and so I get the job and, and you know, we, we didn't have a weight room. They really? tore down the weight room. You know, the storage shed where all the track stuff oh, yeah. That was our weight room. No I, way. I, I convinced our kids we had the biggest weight room in America because <laughs> we had to open the door and move everything out to the track. And the 26 of us would, would go there and lift. And, that's awesome. Yeah. So, obviously, it, it grew from there. But that's yeah. how it started. Yeah, for sure. And what what are the numbers now? What are the numbers that some are lifting and, and so, stuff like that? So, before the new school opened up, yeah. North Creek, we were we were at about 130 to 140 kids in the weight room. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. And luckily, we have a big weight room plus the room, the aerobics the room, room to the yeah. side. But what we'd do is divide our kids in half. Half would be out on the field doing... Mm-hmm plyometrics, agility, speed work, and the other would lift and we'd switch. So, you know, now uh, as soon as we made the split, our numbers were at 83 football players total. Wow. Grades 9 through 12. We had 80, 85 my first year, 10 through 12. Wow. And so it was really low. Yeah. And then we got it up to about 105. And then it was looks like it was, we were going to get it back up to 125. The pandemic came and we ended up playing this year with 96 as our high watermark number in terms of kids who turned out okay uh signed up and came out so that's still pretty impressive for no the, it, the it's growing thing. again yeah. yeah it's growing again and it's it's good yeah for sure so one of my favorite things about Bothell and the just to the tradition of Bothell is like the tailgate that we do at the high school and then the walk down to pop did, did you have any start in that like absolutely okay i forgot to order buses for a playoff game <laughs> No way. No, seriously. And this is what this is what this is kind of what I worry about our younger generation. It, it's uh, if there's a roadblock, uh, some type of a detour, uh, adversity. A lot of kids just quit. It's right. like so. So some of the coolest things we've done at Bothell have been a mistake. And I think you. I think that's so. We played in 2011. We played. Um, uh, we played a team from Vancouver. That's where uh, Eli's from. Okay, so uh, Union High School. That's we, we played <laughs> Union High School in a playoff game, and we get out. You know, it's it's a short, two three minute bus ride. So I have the bus. The time from the bus is picking us up, dropping us off is five minutes in our itinerary. Uh-huh. So we walk out to get the bus, which are usually already loaded, and our players just walk on. We're already suited. We don't change down there, and we go in. And I get out there, and there's no buses. So I called her. I called our athletic director. I said, "Yanni, we don't have buses." And she said, uh, "Let me call the bus barn." She called. Be back in two minutes. Nobody ordered buses. There are no buses that are coming. <laughs> and I said, "Okay." She goes, "Listen, get your kids in the car, drive down, and uh, and I will have a, a sectioned off parking 
place for you guys to go into. And, and I said, good, we'll see you, we'll see you in a minute. And you got to know that the uh, daylight savings time now has changed back. So it's, it's dark now at, you know, whatever we're going yeah. down at 545. Yeah. It's really, we're, it's closer to six now. We're late. And I, I looked around and I said, you know, he doesn't have a car. He doesn't drive. Yeah. He doesn't have a car. Well, we can't, we can't drive. I said, let's walk. <laughs> so we got, it was dark. We're at two lines and I had coaches at the front, the middle, and the back, and we just took off. And we went by, and we saw some high school kids tailgating, and they like clap for us. We're like, you know, let's go. <laughs> so we walk down the sidewalk, and we get to that three-way stop to take a right, and there's no, you there's know, there's no, no, there's no sidewalk. There. <laughs> so we stayed as far to the right as we could, and cars would come. We'd hold them off, and we went down. I called Yanni. I said, "Listen, we we don't we can't drive everybody. We're walking." She said, I'll have Mike Dale open up the gates at the bottom, come up through the top, go down the stairs and in. So it's a playoff game. So the stadium's about half full by the time we get there because people got there early. We come down in, in our twos. We go down, and we're at the gate. We're waiting for everybody to walk down. And as soon as everybody's down, we say, all right, let's go. And we run across. Well, somebody in the booth pulled the train whistle, <laughs> and the stands, the people in the stands, went wild, crazy. Like, woo, go Coos. And we came in, and our kids were like, this is cool. <laughs> and Union's over there going, whoa, do they always enter the stadium? Like <laughs> what this? is going on? Yeah. And so we ended up beating them. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple games later, we lost like in the quarterfinals or something. And, and at the end of the season, when the kids fell out their evaluation stuff, and w- one of the questions is, what, what was the really cool thing about this, this season you liked? And probably 20 of them said, the walk down to the Union game was so cool. So I thought, that was pretty cool. Yeah. What if we... What if we did this every game? And so I went to the AD, and that, but I thought, let's get the band. If, if yeah. I'm going to do this, right. let's get the band, let's get the cheerleaders, and let's get those people who tailgate to follow us. And you know the golf cart we have yeah. with the, the uh, let's let's make it a deal. So uh, uh, our AD said we could do it. We have to get a, a police escort. It's called a parade permit. They're free. You just have to sign up for it. So we signed up for every game. And it's even cooler because now there's a police officer leading you with the lights on. Yeah. And then there's police officers at the corner stopping traffic, <laughs> waving you through. Yeah. And you're a and you're a, you line up and the band goes first, followed by the cheerleaders, the football team, and then the crazies I call them. Yeah. And the and the last thing is our um, uh, our golf cart. Well now, years later, we get kids lined up. There's this woman. I don't even know her name. Uh, the other coaches call her my girlfriend. She's awesome. <laughs> she's she's probably in her seventies, and her and her husband and now family are always out. And they're always cheering us on. And one day, she dyes her hair blue. No way. No way. I had to go over there and All give her a hug. <laughs> yeah. So now the tradition is I give her a hug. I, I, now every first game of the year, I give her whatever we get for our staff. I buy her and her husband one, t-shirts or a coat or That's whatever. Awesome. That's awesome. And. Uh, I drop them off. She gives she gives me a hug. The waves on. Now there's sometimes one time we went we went to a game and there's 15 people in their yard, and then there's there's the guy who brings the uh, his drum set out, and he used to play in the Bothell band like you know 30 years earlier, yeah. and he was drumming with the drummers. We have little kids. We throw out little T-shirts too, little footballs. It's become one of the coolest traditions ever, and it was all because of a mistake. That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I I tell people all the time at at Boise like about our that tradition, and I mean people are like, "That's for a high school football game!" Like it is, it's unlike anything ever. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. 
Um, okay, so this is kind of a a different question from from that whole Bothell thing, or the whole the whole tradition. But in my, I remember I had you for for health my uh, sophomore year, um, and I think a kid asked in our and I think you had a day where you were like, ask me anything you want or something like that. Ask me a question and at the beginning of the year and someone asked why haven't you left to coach college because there had to be some sort of offers is there a reason you know college is yeah first of all that's not for me right I mean uh, yeah I don't know that I could live when I when I graduated from Western my wife who was my girlfriend at the time I said Christina would you be okay if I coach college football and she said yes and I said, no, 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 you just answered that in a second. There's Really, you have to think about it more. She goes, no, that, I think it'd be great. And I said, no, this would mean that we could move like five times in eight years. Right. And whenever you get comfortable and know somebody, well, now we're leaving. Right. And, uh, and she goes, I think I could do that. Well, I, I couldn't. Right. I started thinking about it. I didn't want to do that. Uh, and then, you know, I, 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 we have kids. I'm so glad I didn't, you know, think about being, well, you're, you're now in first grade. Okay. Now we're leaving. Yeah. Well, now you're in fifth grade. Oh, we're leaving again. Right. And and yeah, tough. And, and I thought almost like the military, right? You're always moving. And, and, um, so it was classic. I'm at Shorewood and one of my college coaches comes through. And uh, I said, Coach, Phil Early's his name. I said, Coach Early, I, we've got nobody here. He goes, no, I just came to say hi. And at the time, he was at, uh, I, I want to say he was at uh, Nevada, Reno. That's where he was. He was at University of Nevada, Reno. And uh, I said, Coach, you got to tell me, what am I missing by not being a college coach? And he looked at me, and he shook his head, and he goes, he goes Tom, you have the greatest job there is in all of football, a high school head coach. He goes, you're not out recruiting. Right. You don't you don't walk into a house and a kid says, I'm coming to you. And as you leave, another college coach is going in and he's going to commit to him. He said, uh, you know, the, the best job in college football is a 6-6 six and six record. Right. Because you won't get fired and you're not good enough to have the head coach leave somewhere and maybe not take you. And and so you're set. And he said, Here, here's, he goes, since Western, I went to Washington State for a year, went to Weber State, and then he got on at uh, – University of California, San Luis Obispo, mm-hmm. and loved it there. And his kids started growing. They were a block from the beach. His wife loved it there. The head coach takes an NFL assistant coaching job. He applies for the head coaching job, doesn't get it. The new coach doesn't retain him. Yeah. And so then he goes to Moscow, Idaho, to be at the University of Idaho. We don't like them. Well, and <laughs> yeah, and his exactly. and his wife says, well, "We're going to stay down here for a year." Just to make sure this thing works out. Yeah. Because we love it down here. Yeah. And and they did. She moved her family, the rest of them, a year later. And after that next year, the head coach went to University of Nevada, Reno, and took him with him. Uh, but And that's the life. And I thought, I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, so I, I did. And so, uh, I, you know, first of all, college coaching is who you know. If you just do well in high school doesn't mean you could get a job. It's all connection. But... I just, I had no aspirations of being a college coach because of the time away from family, the hours of the day you spend doing football. And I mean, you, you get like a month off and that's it. And the rest of the time you're like, I'll see you guys later. And I feel like I'm away from my family as it is enough. So no, no, uh, 
early in my career, I thought it'd be cool because I thought, whoa, you know, you well look at the one percent of coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones we see on TV, and I thought that would be the coolest thing to coach in a stadium of a hundred thousand people, and you know, try to win a national championship. And in the end, man, I get to coach high school kids, right. and they're great kids, and yeah, it, it's the best job. My my coach was right. Coach Early was right. This is the greatest job ever. Yeah. No, that's that's why I asked you because I I remember that you telling us that and I was like because I've had family members be like why does he go like there's no way he hasn't gotten a college job and I was like well let me tell you the story you told me in my our health class uh, and I I love that so speaking more like football terms you know you said you've been coaching since 2000 what's it been like seeing just the game of football evolve and you like I'm assuming you've had to change like your play calling your offenses what's that been like over 20 years now. You know, it's so funny that you asked that question because when I started coaching with my high school coach, who was getting near the end of his coaching career, he used to always tell tell us, everything is cyclical in football. And whatever you do now, the, the offense or defense, whoever's winning, the other side will adjust to beat you. And then you'll adjust and they'll adjust and you'll... and But eventually, it's going to come right back to where we started. Yeah. because And that's it's kind of starting to do that. So... So if you know football, it used to be you had to stop the run. And one of the best defenses to stop the run was the 5-2. So you got five D, D linemen, two linebackers, and you could have outside safeties come down. You could bring almost 10 or 11 into the box if you wanted to. Well, you know, the offense stopped beating their head against the wall going, why can't we run? We, yeah. Well, we only have seven blockers to block eight people. <laughs> that could be a reason why. So let's start spreading guys out. So then they went to the 4-4 defense, which was like, okay, it gives us a, a four linemen, which is not as good as five, but four linebackers, which is better than two or the roll down three. And it's more of a hybrid to stop you guys that are throwing more now. And we then the offense went, oh, well, shoot. Well, you only have three deep. Let's bring four receivers in. And, and then you went to the three, four, which is like the five, two, except now we're, we take those upside guys, bring them back. And now we're going to cover you. And so then you went from, oh, okay, we won't huddle. <laughs> and then and then the defenses went, oh, I don't like that, for about five minutes. And then went, oh, what's cool about not huddling is we get to see your personnel group, your formations, before I have to even make a call. Yeah. And so we won't huddle either. And while you're looking over the side getting a signal, I'll go, okay, they're in 10 personnel, so we want to run this front with this coverage and go. And it, and then and so now you go like, oh, if you huddle, the defense is like, wait, what? What are we doing? Where, where, do they have a tight end in? Is he going to be on the ball or off? Are they going to have three guys or one? we got to kind of scramble now. And so it's fun. You'll start seeing more huddling again. And and then as soon as everybody's wide and fast but not big, well, now you get big linemen again and a big back and a big running back, and now you pound the little quick guys who – and that's kind of how it's going. So it's been fun. You know, I was always a huddle, kind of a pro guy, and then Ross Bowers came. Yep. And I thought, i got to use this kid's arm. And I dabbled in the no huddle. Mm-hmm. And every for three straight seasons, I changed the way we, our terminology stuff. Because I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like that. Oh, and, and now I finally am comfortable with, oh, I like the way we call things. It's not, it's not typical. That's one of the things as you get older, you have to be able to say, okay, but I've got to adapt and, and I'll change my terminology because I'll learn it faster than the kids will. And so let's try to keep it simplistic to them, but more advanced for us. So that's kind of how it goes. But it's, it's the offense and the defense one up at each other. 
until yeah. the point where you go, oh, well, we're going to go back what they did like 20 years ago. <laughs> and and right. that's, that's kind of what it's, it's kind of how it is. And my coach said that all the time. And he was so right. It's yeah. just, it, you just see it. It's, it's now getting back to that five, two, but different uh-huh. for sure. So, okay. Speaking of Ross, that's actually my next question. 2014. Were you guys, were you surprised or was it an expectation that you guys were going to win state that year? Because listen, <laughs> I, I, that's a great question. And I've been asked this a lot. Here's the thing. I, and I, t- I've been, t- I've talked to some of our coaches, like, uh, I'll go, you know what? I, I underestimate us all the time. And I, and, and one of coach Ellison goes, it's one of your strengths. And I go, I'm not so sure. He goes, no, no, no. Cause my philosophy is this, you find what you're weak at. And this is anything in life. And you make it stronger. I mean, that's how we all improve, right? What you, it's easy to keep practicing what you're good at. It's like the golf range. You know, i got to quit hitting the drive. <laughs> because what I do is I spend so many strokes chipping and putting. Yeah. And why don't I just not go to the driving range and go to a and, and chip and putt and practice that? Well, that, that's what we do in football. We find out what we're not good at, and we practice it to death to be good at it. Yeah. I always say, if you make your, your weaknesses your strengths, then you're going to be great. And so I always see us as lesser. So the, the question prior, you guys were only five or six, so you wouldn't know to ask it. But when in 2006. Yeah, I we, was there. I was there. We played a, we played, we opened the season in a non-league game in Oregon. We got beat 48 to 22, and it wasn't that close. Uh-huh. Then we won 11 straight games, and then the next time we lost was in the state championship game. So we made it to the state title game 2006, first time in school history. And after that game, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know if we'll ever get here again. Seriously, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever have that team again. Well, the next year, we made it. And 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 I went into going, oh, we're just not as good in this position, not as good here. Uh, and then we made it. So then 2014 comes. And I know that we're going to be good. Right. We got a lot of returning kids. We got a D1 quarterback. We got a D1 running back. We got a D1 tight end. <clears throat> but you just don't ever think you're like that. Well, we, we go, we open up the, the first games against Eastlake, and we lose, or we win. We win, uh, like, f- the game is like 38 to 18. And we we don't even feel good yeah. about the win. Yeah. It's like we started to see all of the negative things. And offensively, we never moved the ball and scored. It was nothing, nothing. Oh, gain of 80, touchdown. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Punt, nothing, nothing. Oh, Sam McPherson runs 65 for a touchdown. Yeah. And so when you when you score like that, you don't feel good about it. But in the end, you just score 38 points and you don't feel good about it. That's got to trigger something in your mind to go, yeah, maybe we're okay. Well, it just kept going and each, you just never, you because you're focused on your weaknesses. So when I watch film, I'm looking for mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is good and bad. And we don't show film that way because we want kids to see themselves <laughs> doing well as well. But, but that was my take. And, and I think what it does is it allows you to be as good as you can be. Yeah. And then whatever that is, it is. You just don't know until the end of the year. And you went, oh, shoot, we won the state championship. <laughs> and it's like, it's like the year before last. We made it to the state championship. Right. Well, we started the season out one and two. Yeah. And and. But we lost to really good football teams, so I knew we'd never feel like we're bad. We just don't know if if you're going to be there again yeah. until it happens. And um, but you're, to answer your question simplistically, no, I didn't go into 2014 going this could be the year, right? Because that's so. Because we, 
I'm like me and my buddies, I think we were freshmen that year. And so these guys, Ross, Sam, all those guys have been like, they were our idols. You know, those are the kids that when we were in junior football, they were like, I remember at a junior football camp doing the quarterback drills and Ross was, was teaching me how to do it. And so like, right. and I, I have a couple buddies who have older brothers and like uh, Shane Behringer. We were at, I remember being at his house with Charlie and Charlie and Sam were buddies and Sam's over there and we're like, these guys are so cool. And then, yeah. cause they, they had that, they had that group of seniors that, so when they were seniors, we were like, Oh, this is it. Like they're going to, they're going to do it. That's just so interesting to hear from well, your perspective. And then as I look back and I look at, I mean, all the guys, Dazelle yeah. and, and Sean Monroe yeah. and, and just every single dude on that team, you're like, Oh man. No wonder we went that far. These guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's so funny when you're in it, I just never see, um, I just never, like like we went 4-0 this year. And the both times we played Woodenville, I'm like, I just don't know. I, we, <laughs> yeah. have injuries. we didn't have a running back last game. And yet we, you, you win and, and you, you, you're able to overcome it. But I think that's the part of where the kids don't let each other down and you become the best you can be. And that's what we always talk about. We never... We never talk about winning and losing. We talk about doing everything that you can do to give yourself the best opportunity to be the best you can be. Right. And then whatever happens, some years you might win it all. Right. And other years, there's three other teams like that in the state that are just better than you. Mm-hmm. And, and then you, you don't make it but to the quarters or whatever. So that's what we always talk about, just trying to be the best we can be and then let the chips fall where they may kind of for sure. Kind of deal. For sure. Was it cool having being able to – Coach both your kids at quarterback, especially greatest. The greatest thing about my most my, my favorite year, Owen's year was tough, right? Because Owen was between two Division One quarterbacks. He was Ross, and then it was Owen, then it was Jacob Sermon, mm-hmm. and and uh, and and probably the most difficult thing I've done as a coach was with Owen's year. Owen was a senior. Jacob was a sophomore. My son Owen was you know five eleven and you know weighed one hundred and seventy pounds and. Jacob Sermon's a sophomore who is at that time probably 6'3", 200. Yeah. And, and it's hard because Owen was mentally more ready to be the quarterback, didn't have the physical tools. Jacob was not ready mentally at all, but had the physical tools. And I probably made a mistake that year coaching. It's the one year where I felt like, okay, I'm going to show everybody that I'm not playing favorites. Yeah. And, and what I should have done is I should have eased Jacob into it a little more and let Owen and Jacob kind of go for a bit until Jacob became more ready. Um, and that, if I could do it over again, I would. Uh, I just kind of threw Jacob into the fire, and Owen Owen played in three or four games. And when he did, he he did he played well. You know, physically couldn't throw the ball yeah, far. Right. Uh, wasn't as big. You know, like none of us usually are our whole lives, and you know we're usually not six four and a half and. 230. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless it's a bad 230. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and so, you know, Jacob's one of those rare kids. You know, sometimes they say Division One athletes are born, not made. And, you know, certainly there's some truth to the size you have to be at, at that level. And, For sure. And so, um, but I enjoyed every minute of coaching Owen. I, I loved looking over on the field and, and seeing him. Uh, and then Eric comes right after uh, Jacob leaves. And he's a one year starter. And, that was a blast. Yeah. It was so fun to, you know, take your son and now, you know, he they both were ball boys. 
They both would hang out. They both loved Bothell football before they loved it because they had to because we <laughs> dressed them up in it and took them there. Right. And, uh, it, it, it was it was really cool. It was really cool. I think the more enjoyable part with Eric was that I didn't have the confliction of oh, my son's a senior. There's another right, one. I, right. I just don't. Eric was the there wasn't a D one yeah. quarterback behind yeah, Eric, yeah. Uh, and so uh, he was the guy. And and um, but but coaching your kids and. And watching them, play. I mean, you're, you're part dad, part. I mean, I'll never forget. Jacob gets hurt in is a senior, like a like a knee. I remember or something. this. Yeah, yeah. And he and Eric goes in. We're playing skyline in his close game. Yeah. And uh, we run the ball, and then at the first throw, the and, and if you've never played quarterback, the easiest throw is vertical. It's a bomb. Throw it as far as you can, because all you do is you get the snap, you check, and then you chuck it as far <laughs> as you can. So it's really easier than reading a flat defender and decide slant flat. Yeah. I'd make a decision. This one is like the, the decision is I'm throwing it to him. Let's go. Bam. And so I called whatever it was, trio right verticals. And Eric, like if you're me, Eric goes. <laughs> and I said, verticals. Throw the damn ball. You know? And he gets it and he throws it. It's underthrown. We get a PI, gain of 15. <laughs> there you go. We throw a little screen. He completes a ball. Uh, and then Jacob's ready to go back in five plays later. We end up scoring on that drive. And and for Eric, he was like, his eyes were big. And it's, and I'm and I'm playing coach. Jim's like, don't look at me with big eyes. Yeah. Get in there. Let's right. go. Right. It's just football. Yeah. And uh, But, uh, uh, you know, then you, the play's over a little bit. And you, your, your dad <laughs> moment comes in. You just go, oh, that was cool. For sure. So, well, I remember um, Eli was with me at this game when, when you guys played Union. And I think they ended up winning the state championship that year. And as I remember, I came home from Boise. It was like Thanksgiving weekend. Well, that was Eric's senior year. Yes. yes the game yeah. down in Vancouver. Yes. Yeah. So yes. we were down there. Eli's girlfriend goes to Union or went to Union that year. And that was a really cool moment. I remember, I mean, it was sad at the time, obviously, because that was a heartbreaking loss. But seeing Eric, because I, I mean, I love Eric's one of my my closest friends, and I, I saw just seeing you guys hug each other on the field. And oh, then, that was hard. Dude. You're gonna make me cry now. But he, <laughs> yeah, when the game was over and you knew it was over because we didn't score and we were down by a couple scores and there were seconds left and. He came out and he just, that had to be a dad there for Yeah, for that sure. Was, yeah. That was pretty cool. But those are the things, I think, the lessons. When, when, you, when you give yourself, your, all of yourself to something, mm-hmm. and then it culminates to an ending. Yeah. And every football season ends bad, except for in 2014. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, hey, this season too. Well, and, and, and I told our kids, this is our second time in my whole career where we've, we've gone undefeated. Yeah. And I told our kids, I'm so proud of them. And I am. But, you, you know, what we didn't do in this class is we didn't do spring football. We didn't yeah. lift from January to the spring. Right. We didn't do spring football. We didn't go to camp and do skits and have root beer float goals night and, and draw pictures of cars that represented your position group and all the team building <laughs> stuff we do. Yeah. That makes you close. And and then we didn't have that. And yeah. so when the end of the season was over, it wasn't the letdown of, man, I'm going to miss you three. I won't get to see you. It was, yeah, well, we played four games and that's good. And, right. we, you know, we got right. to do. Yeah. But, yeah, when you were talking about Eric's year, that's how most years end. And it's tough. Yeah. It's a, it's hard. But that's when you know you're you're as good as you can be. For sure. Because everybody left it and gave it their all, and it just wasn't good enough, and that hurts that it's over. But that's when it's special. For sure. For yeah. sure. All right, my dad wanted me to ask you a few questions. Awesome. Or I had a few questions that he wanted me to ask you. Um, he says 
So uh, uh, the three of us go to Boise State. He yeah. says you have. He said he you might have had like some connections with Boise State, like you went to a coaching thing there or something like that. Two thousand eight and nine. Okay, was it with Peterson? It was. So, uh, so what we started to do, we we lost to Inglemore my first two years. Yeah. And so we said we need to figure out how to stop the wing tee. Yeah. So we had a connection at Oregon, and we went down. Our staff did six or eight of us. We went down. We drove down. We met with their staff. We watched spring ball. You know, if you call ahead, you can do that stuff. And we went there for a couple years in a row. Then we took a year off, went to Washington State one year. And then I said, how is Boise State competing at the level to compete? I want to see what they do. So I found out they had a coaching clinic. And uh, we four of us flew down in 2008. We flew down. We rented a car. We got a couple hotel rooms. And we went in and, and uh, we went to this, unbeknownst to me, it was a one-day coaches clinic. Oh, wow. We came down for the weekend. Because <laughs> I thought it was Friday, Saturday, go home Sunday. Yeah. So we go down Friday, and I'd known Kellen Moore's dad, Tom Moore from Prosser, and my high school um, athletic director ended up being a coach at Prosser, Kevin Lusk, and and so I had an in there. So when I was at Mount Sai, I got to go over and spend some time with Prosser. Okay. And and I liked their offense, and I kind of copied what they did. That's what I wanted to be. That type of an offense. And so I learned a lot from them. So I, I knew I knew more a little bit. That had no connection with it. That was just a plus that Kellen was there. And we get there and we watch practice and then and then we go to this clinic thing and then it's over. And unbeknownst to me, it's like, thanks for coming. It's 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 done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what are we gonna do here? It's only Friday night. <laughs> and the coaches didn't know. And so I we we broke out into these breakout rooms and then they left and when it was over all the coaches went into coach peterson's office so i waited outside and i started listening to peterson talk to his staff and he said tomorrow's saturday if you come to this office tomorrow you're fired <laughs> no way he goes you keep you stay with your families your girlfriends whatever but you you stay away and uh, and that and i go wow this guy's a family guy I love this about him and then it was over, and I said, hey, Coach, uh, my name's Tom Bainter. I'm from Bothell. He goes, oh, you're the one from Washington. I go, Coach, i got to tell you, I, I thought it was a two-day clinic. <laughs> he goes, oh, it's only one day. I go, is there anything we can do t- tomorrow? I mean, yeah. I know nobody's going to be here. He goes, listen, <clears throat> I got our video guy's going to be here. Uh, I'm going to give you his name. You're going to text him when you get here. You're gonna, he's going to let you in. You can go sit in the office. You can watch all the film. I can't show you game film, but I can show you all of our, our uh, clips, our breakdowns. You can look at drills, position. I said, oh, coach, that'd be awesome. And so, of course, he comes into the office and works that day, and we're there. The next year, we come back. There's eight of us, even Tim Lockman, our team. Oh, no, right. And so, same deal, one-day clinic. Talk to Coach Pete. He goes, oh, yeah, go ahead. So now we're in his main office room. Leather chair, <laughs> three or four different uh, projectors. Now, we're feeling big time. We're all sitting in there. We're breaking down. It was awesome. And then Peterson, Coach Peterson comes in because it's connected to his regular office. And we're like, oh, it's Coach, sorry. And we start getting up. And he's like, no, no, you stay here. And I know, no, 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 you, this is your office. <laughs> and, and, we, and he goes, guys, there's eight of you. There's one of me. I'm going to the other room. You guys stay here. It was awesome. That's, that, so cool. that's Coach that's Peterson. Incredible. Yeah, and and so we did that for two years, and then, um, gosh, since then, uh, did kind of the same thing. I want to know what James Franklin was doing at Vanderbilt. Yeah, 
we went to Vanderbilt, eight of us, for uh, three and a half days, and they let us in everything. That's awesome. Uh, and, and so that's what we try to do. You know, we can go to clinics now, but the thing is, I, I know what we want to do. Right. This is our defense, this is our offense, so I don't need to listen like I used to when I was younger. Uh, I'll listen to a drill, but it's, it's way better to go to a college and just see what they're doing and go, look at the way they do that tackle drill right there without, without contact. This is what we need to do, and, you know, that's how we get it. Right, and they let you sit in their meeting rooms and stuff, and you can learn a lot. So we've been, you know, we've been to Alabama, we've been to, but it was it was all, there was twelve hundred coaches. <laughs> yeah, when we when we went to Vanderbilt, it was just our staff. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we got and Franklin's, uh, yeah, he's, he's Penn State, Penn State and he's maybe NFL one. I, yeah, yeah, he's crazy. We went to Notre Dame, That's partly because awesome. we had it in, partly because it's Notre Dame. Yeah, for and, sure. And uh, uh, and so we've been to Cal because Ross was yep, there. Yep. Uh, and we knew a lot of those guys uh, from coaching at the UW before. So uh, we were just trying to learn and, and grow sure. and get better. And That's awesome. We always say you, you, you never stay the same. You get better or you get worse. Every day in practice, you're either going to get better or somebody else is, which makes you worse. Yeah. And so you have, to, you have to do that as a coach, too. And so you have to say, where, where can we go to grow? That's and awesome. So, I love yeah. that. All right. He also said you have an umpiring story with – a buddy of yours? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. He, me, know that. He, he must have talked in Little League when you got. <laughs> well, it's probably one of those talks we had. I think so. When I was young, my buddy my buddy talks me into uh, being an umpire, and so it's my first year, and uh, we get teamed up to do this game. And I like the little ones better because I was older, but I'm like I'm like 18, and I'm umping. 17 and 16 year olds yeah and uh and the parents are awful and i'm behind the plate it's a double that's header. tough i'm behind the plate and i'm just getting razzed no matter what it's <laughs> that was a ball that's a strike that was a strike that's a ball i mean no matter what and my buddy jay's out in the field and there's been a couple of really close plays and uh one at the plate and I thought he was out. I called him out. They go. These guys thought he was safe. One in the outward by Buddy Jay. Well, this particular game, there's no, there's no fence. Oh wow! It's a high school with no fence. But on the left field side, there's a, there's a bank, and you go from regular cut grass to big grass. And by big grass, I mean to your knee. Wow! So you go from there to there, and that's the home run. If it lands in the big grass in the air, it's a home run. And if it lands in and goes in, it's ground rule double. We make these rules before the game. Well, there's already been a couple of bang-bang plays. And my buddy Jay's out. He's between uh, second and third. And, and there's a run on first and second. It's a close game. And this guy hits a ball out to left. And Jay runs out. And uh, I'm telling you, it either landed in the first little strands <laughs> of the big grass. Or it landed in the shortest stuff right at there. But either way, oh, he points back at me. Like, I didn't see it. And I'm behind the plate. And he's, he's you know, he's in shallow left. And he turns around and points to me like, I need your help. No! You're, you're right there. So I point right back at him. Like, you, I can't tell. And so now they're calling us a circus. Oh. And, oh, this is a circus. So my buddy Jay says, home run. Well, this side yeah, was well, a team out on the field. So that's a terrible call. And so they go around. So then... Then and now we're hearing it. This is a circus. This is a circus. This is these guys are and and now the next play is a bang bang play. At first, my buddy Jay calls him out. 
course, <laughs> it's the next time they're at bat. Right. Their coach runs out. Oh. And he says, put a 10 over this circus. So uh, Jay kicks him out. Nice. The game finally ends. And this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about I'm 18 years right, old. Right, right. A 70-year-old man-ish, 70, might be 65, might be 75. He's approaching us as we're walking out. Oh, boy. And he goes, where do you live? No way. And I said, sir, I don't live very far from here, but you don't want to follow me home to my house. And he's like, that's the way. And he just gave it to us oh, all the way. And I'm thinking, I don't think I ever want to umpire another that's game. That's probably a good call. Yeah. I'm throwing the hat right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else happened in that game? It was an infield fly rule deal. And the ball was hit. And he was out. My buddy Jay was out of the field. And the ball was hit in the shallow. Like, it looked like it was going to be an infield. And he yells, infield fly batters out. Well, the ball drifts and drifts and drifts. And then the shortstop doesn't catch it in shallow left. So technically oh. now it wasn't. But once he made the call, it was. So that started the whole. Oh, that's thing. tough. That's it was tough. It. But anyway, yeah, yeah. that was my. Uh, <laughs> got threatened to be beat up by a 70 year old. And. Uh, you got to yeah. kick someone out. Yeah, yeah that's a whole yeah, deal. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, the cool. other side of sports. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Do you guys have any questions? I have a couple rapid fire stuff then, but yeah, I got one. Uh, I come from California high school football. Okay, I'm gonna. He's four year starter, state champion, is captain senior year. He's he's a good player. Awesome. Uh, Jack told me you guys played Mission Viejo. We did. Um, I just want to ask you like what you thought about that game. Uh, I didn't really look at the stats or anything, so I don't really know what happened. <laughs> okay, so and, and what you thought about it? Yeah, so I always have been under the belief that you have to play teams better than you to see how far you have to go still. Mm. We played Bellevue. We lost to him every time. Uh, Bellevue's, you know, the Bellevue, I don't know if you've told yeah, me the Bellevue yeah. stories. But he knows uh, De La Salle. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. So so we'd always play him. A lot of other schools wouldn't. So Camus uh, uh, was supposed to be the best team this particular year when we were in our state. And uh, the WI tried to set up that, that um, the kickoff classic in the, you know, which was at the time Quest Quest Field or whatever, but Camus uh, <clears throat> said no. So then they called and asked us, and I just said, "Sure, why not? What a great experience! We'll, yeah. we'll bring them up." And we had a great time. We brought them up. We had a we had a team uh, get to know each other before the game deal. Um, they uh, we had a salmon dinner for them. It was really cool. And then we went in and we we lost. I was at this game. <clears throat> they they crushed yeah. us. And we lost three <laughs> kids in the game to ACL season-ending injuries. Wow. Now, one of them was a non-contact injury, like a lot of ACLs are. The other one was friendly fire. Our two guys hit each other. Oh. The third one was just a little overmatched. So at the end, I wondered if I put our kids in a situation that you know I probably wouldn't do again. They were by far the, the best physical. I'll never forget, the game starts off, and we kick off to them, and they convert three fourth and ones, and they do like a 14-play drive. And my defensive coordinator, who is my good buddy, and he walks by me, doesn't even look at me, but walks right by me, goes, that's the best we can do defensively. We can't do any better than that. I don't know what we're going to do the rest of this game. And he's, his words are trailing as he goes. So he didn't look at me. He's like, 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 basically, we just played the perfect defense, and we're down 7 nothing. Well, then we get the ball, and we go gain a 30, loss of 1, gain a 2, gain a 40, two Luke Prue long runs, yeah. and all of a sudden we're inside the 5. And uh, they, had a, they had a kid, Trey Madden, Ended up playing oh, yeah. USC, and then he played for the Seahawks. Okay. Um, Trey Madden was a quarterback inside linebacker. 
And so he's playing inside linebacker, and we run an ISO. Bam, he stuffs it. We do an ISO pass, roll, throw to the fullback in the flat. Madden knocks it down. (laughs) Our quarterback, Raiden Foley, comes running over. Eyes big. Coach, that was a middle backer. And I go, no, I know. I'm well aware. I watched it too. Yes. We can't fool him. We can't do it. I don't know what we're going to do with him. But forget that. Let's run this side. We end up scoring. It's 7-7. But the the final score was uh, 49-14. And it really could have been... 65 to 14. I mean, it was, yeah. they were kind to us, but, but you know, uh, sure showed us how far we've got to go to be at that level. And for sure. And so, yeah, they were good. What year was that? 2011. Okay. Yeah, that was 2011. Gotcha. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You don't have any questions? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Let's do, um, Rapid fire. So this, you might have answered this. Okay. Best team you ever coached against? <clears throat> Out of state, no question it was De La Salle. I mean, uh, Mission Viejo. No, yeah. So. yeah. Mission Viejo was just talented coaches, talented players. They didn't have a weakness. Yeah. Um, in state was the 2009 Skyline team. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was at that game too. Was that the, the they win the state championship? They did. Yeah. We we beat them uh, by five in this in the Kinko title game. Yeah. We lost to them in the semifinals by five. Wow. And then the next week they beat uh, they beat uh, some team from Spokane by three touchdowns. Was that the wow. one with with Max or Jake? He was it Jake Max? Heaps. Jake Heaps. Jake Heaps. I remember watching Case and Wood. Yeah, that's what I remember. I mean, you keep going. You, Simone, yeah. the older one who played at Washington State. They had two D1 linemen. They had a, they had a D1 safety. They had a, their bad inside linebacker went to central. Yeah. And he wasn't bad. He was good. <laughs> but what I'm saying is they had they were loaded. And we were loaded, too. Right. We had a good team. They had a good team. Yeah, hmm. for sure. What about the best player you coached against? I feel like it's unfair to ask. I would say Case and Williams. Okay. Here's why. And there's been a lot of them. And we coached against Buda Baker, who is in the NFL right now. We coached against, uh, uh, shoot, the, the other guy who's playing linebacker in the NFL. From Miles Jack. Miles yeah. Jack. Yeah. We, we coached against. Kaysen Williams did things as a high school player. He was, and we had such a great time playing those. We are such great respect. But he caught this ball on like third and eight. He was running as fast as he could to our sideline. The ball was thrown right at the sideline and he had to jump to get it and I don't know how he did it to this day but he should have caught it and the momentum should have taken him out by three yards and he catches it and gets his foot in (laughs) and I remember being angry at his athleticism (laughs) and I said uh, and he catches it his foot's in I'm watching him like I can't even argue it and he turns and runs away and I go Kaysen and he looks at and I go gosh dang it nice catch <laughs> and he smiles thanks coach and I'm like dang you he did some phenomenal stuff yeah, awesome. um, but he was one of the best he we had well here's why we had a the whole game we called Willie Willie cover so if he was the white guy we ran a loaded double team coverage if he was the single guy we we robbed him yeah and if he was anywhere in the slot then we had to double him with a different guy so their formations determined our coverage. So uh, everything was a front, and then Willie checked the front, Willie checked the front. So I don't think there's any other player we really devised a game plan around like him. Right, for sure, for sure. All right, favorite restaurant in Bothell? 
Wow. I know. I'm going to tell you, passion tequila. Here's why. (laughs) After that game, this is the story. So after that 2009, it's a Thursday game, the Kinko title at Popkini. We beat them by five. It's Jake's first loss in high school. It's, you know, they're they're dudes. Uh, Great game. Um, Passion tequila had been open since like the Sunday before. Oh, wow. And... My wife calls and says, listen, I don't know how late you're going to stay open, but there's a bunch of people that want to come over and continue the fun of this night. And Arturo kept it open till like 3 in the morning. That's awesome. Uh, and that's awesome. it's the only time players, and, or I mean uh, coaches and and players' parents ever co-mingled after a game. <laughs> and Because we don't, we try to stay. We usually go to our own homes or whatever, yeah. right? And, and... No lie, I'm thinking, oh, I got school tomorrow, and it's 2.30, I got to go. But it was the greatest. But he understood the importance of community. He's always supported us. He, you know, he continues to support us. We support him. It's it's cool. He, he went to, you know, that cougar sign. He had that made especially for cougar families. And so I, I would say that. For sure. That's for my sure. favorite. Favorite vacation spot. Uh, I like Mexico. Okay. My my wife and, and kids and I, we've gone to Mexico about eight times. Now, we're going to go to Hawaii, and we've been there four or five. I like Hawaii, too. Here's what I like about Mexico. You get up at wherever you're staying, and you walk out of your you know condo, hotel, whatever, and you're right there on the beach. Yeah. In Hawaii, sometimes you got to load the car, yeah. drive to a different beach. Uh, I But I, if it's got sun, if there's a golf course near... And there's sand. Yep. Done. There That's my go. favorite spot. I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about the favorite game you've coached? Uh, favorite game. The funny part about favorite games is the closer they are, the less fun it is for us. That's true. true. That's true. Um, I would say the most epic game I've ever been a part of as a player, coach, as I was, was the 2000. Six nine overtime game. Yep, that is. I mean, if yeah, you wow. it, it, it was uh, seventy one plays in the first half, sixty nine in the second, seventy three in the in the nine overtimes. Wow! In in overtime in our state, it's uh, the uh, the twenty five yard line yep. rule. Kansas City tiebreaker rule for two rounds. Then it goes to the ten. You never have to go for two. Okay. So you could always kick one. Yeah. So they they and that's what we did. And uh, Johnny Hecker was hurt that year. Our backup kicker was our center. And he, <laughs> awesome. he ended up making every PAT and every field goal. It wow. was amazing. It was 14-14 at the end of the game. And we won the game 43-40. to They kicked a field wow. goal to make That's it 40-37. And in the, the ninth overtime, and the, we had it second on the first play, we had a 10-yard touchdown run. But that was not the most enjoyable game. I was bet. Yeah. Most, because you, you got to figure it was a quarterfinal game, so it's playoffs. Wow. And you, you if you if you look at like how many plays could have been, it was like thirty two plays could have been the end of the game. Yeah. Like you kick a field goal, so they have first down, and they throw the ball, and it's incomplete. And you're like, oh, wow. now this one's now it's only second down. And we almost just lost. The The season's over, right? And now it's second. Now, oh, they roll out, they throw, it's tipped, oh, incomplete. You're like, oh, yeah, but now it's third down. <laughs> and, and so you ha- and then same thing with you. Now, now you got to score. Yeah. And it was funny because we both had the ball where the other team didn't score once. They went for a field goal. 
and their all-state kicker missed it by this much to the left. Ooh, that's in the fifth overtime. Yeah. And then we did it, and instead of kicking a field goal, we ran it. And on third down, I'm just going to call a safe run play and then kick a field goal. We fumbled, and they got it. Wow. And so you could look <laughs> at each other and go, yeah, see, we should have gone for it. Well, we should have kicked it. And it didn't work for the <laughs> yeah. other team. And so that was an amazing game. Uh, you know, Woodenville game last year where we they, that's what they I was score. Mention. We we're down it, we're down ten with a minute fifty nine to go. We go down, we score, we kick an onside, get it, and we score again. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but well, and then the one for the semifinal, the fact that that was played in at Pop Keeney is was really cool. At least just to go to, I, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was good. I mean, there's uh, we played in two thousand. The year we, the second year we made it to the state championship, two thousand seven, we played a game at uh, in Spokane, Joe Albee in the snow, and uh, it, we won fourteen to seven. But they had, they had, they had had the ball at the first and goal at the two. They threw a ball; it was incomplete. Half the or we pi'd them half the distance to the goal. First time in the game, they go into center. They fumble the snap with 20 oh. seconds to go. Wow. We recovered it. We win 14-7. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. So there's a lot of yeah, games where you go, it came down to the end. It's hard to – when you win a game at Pop Keeney, when the stands are full against a rival and it's crazy, that's got to be the, yeah. the fun. So that wouldn't go game probably. Yeah. There's been crazy. a lot, though. I remember that. So 2006 was the nine overtime. I think I had like a T-ball game. And I think we went to the first half. My dad will, uh, will say I'm wrong because I obviously don't remember all of it. But I think we went to the first half, left, had the t-ball game, and it was still going when we were done. With, <laughs> like I think we went back and caught the end of it or something like that. The game started at one and ended at five twenty. Yeah, that's crazy. There was a doubleheader at one o'clock and a seven o'clock. Uh-huh. The other teams had showed up to start warm up and stuff, but they couldn't get on. The uh, it was at the old pop. It's too. at the old pop, yeah. so there was no stands. You they the. People started calling each other. Oh my God, you got to see this game. So they would drive down. The police ended up cutting off the road there. <laughs> there was probably 450 standing on the road looking through the fence line uh, down onto the field. Uh, it was totally packed all around it. There must have been 7,000 there. Yeah. It was. It was unbelievable. And yet it was, you know, it's second. I remember when... Uh, when the announcer goes, everybody get on your feet and give these guys a round of applause. We're going into the fifth overtime. And I was on my phone going, the what? We're in the fifth overtime? Well, I didn't know it was going to go nine. Oh, that's crazy. It went nine. So. That's crazy. That's on the wrong. Yeah. All right. Um, will Eric or Owen be the next head coach of Buffalo? <laughs> uh, I, I don't. That's, that's funny. It's What's funny about that is Eric... Eric said, "Dad, I want to. I want to coach one day. I want to coach with you, and then I want. I want to coach. I want to be a head coach one day." Yeah. And that lasted for about six months until he got out of school, and then he realized, yeah. "See, now he's on our boat right now, yeah. and he yeah. skis. And now all he wants to do is have a job that allows him to work four days a week uh-huh. and afford skiing and boating. <laughs> so that ain't coaching high school football. Yeah, no. So he hasn't talked about high school football then. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know." Uh, I've messed with both of them. I've been like, hey, when you coach, I'll, I'll help out. I've yeah. told both of them that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, go-to karaoke song. First of all, I, I don't, I'm not a good singer <laughs> at all. Uh, 
I would say I would have to go to something like Dirks Bentley, okay. uh, drunk on a plane. I like that because you can kind of talk sing it. Very true. <laughs> and I know a lot of the words, so that's what I would do if I had to. But if I really had to, I'd like to like pull you three up with yes. me. But so my my voice will be kind of drowning in your background, and, and then I'll sound good. There you go. We got uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> that that's a good one for us. We know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could do that one. Um, all right, last one. Hob, favorite hobby outside of football? Uh, I love to golf. Okay. So if that's a hobby, I, yeah, I would say golf. I would, 100%. Uh, I love traveling and I love boating. I love being with the family. Uh, you know, I guess I should say being with my family yeah. is my favorite hobby. Yeah, and very, and then if we can all be on vacation together and I can get up and golf while they're at the beach, then we're all good. But, Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds good. Anything else, boys? No, that's it. Thank you very All much. All right, yeah, we appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much. You're Again, welcome. this was I, yeah. this is this is what I wanted. This is this was great. It's always a good time talking high school football. Yeah, yeah. thanks for, sure. for having me. I appreciate All right, it. Yeah. sweet. Well, uh, good to see you. Good and, to see you. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can yeah. do something like this again soon. Yeah. You